What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Fishes along with Jess, the Total Package, Craig, the British Bulldog, and Cousins on this week, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Can someone feed me today's topic? Dave, we're talking about one of the greatest pay-per-views of all time. <laughs> WrestleMania 17. <laughs> WrestleMania 3. <laughs> Fall Brawl. 1998 truly at the oh, height of uh, wcw's powers I, I i can't say enough about it we're gonna have a lot of fun going in this <laughs> this might go three hours just the, the pantheon of wrestling this is just fantastic stay tuned everyone oh for audio fans give us a listen on apple spotify soundcloud iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and google podcast or watch our videos on youtube at our wrestling channel on social media give us a follow on instagram or twitter at owp2019 or catch us on facebook at our wrestling podcast, Jess, can I ask you a question? Yeah, why do you? Why do you do this? I, why, I know no, no. Before before you do it, why do you do this to us? I know what you're going to say, but <laughs> hear, hear me out. So I'm hear just, me out. I'm just as appalled as you. Um, <laughs> so last year we we reviewed last September Fall Brawl 1997, and that was a just a fucking delight. It was like a chocolate cupcake with a little swirl of whipped cream on top, and it was just lovely. Uh, yeah. So in my mind, I already knew when I texted you guys and said we're going to review Fall Brawl '98. I already knew that the main event sucked. It's, it's historically a shitty match, um, but I was not prepared for the <laughs> undercard to uh, anally. No, I don't want to say anally. Whoa! Um, I, to just completely take advantage of me uh, yeah. and just throw me around the room. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was really, really surprised like that, uh, that it was this bad. And I don't like to start reviews like off by saying, this is shit. Cause why is anybody else? Gonna listen? Well, that's what makes it more yeah. fun. Honestly. But, uh, really yeah, well, that's why I entire... tried to lie and cover it up. And I tried to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> you think I like this piece of shit? It's horrible. <laughs> From yeah. start to end, nothing makes sense. Yeah. It, uh, oh, this was goodness. seriously just a massive load of shit. Like this was so brutal. And this was 1998. Yes, they had already started losing the Monday Night Wars, but they were still putting up amazing numbers, selling out arenas. 1998 was WCW's highest financial year in history. Like, so they still, with this horse shit, um, they still <laughs> were like hanging in there. They Nitro was still doing like 4 million viewers every week. <laughs> okay, so this takes place on September 13th of 1998 in Winston-Salem, North Carolina at the Lawrence Joe Veterans Memorial uh, Coliseum. Flair country, baby. There you go. Flair country. attendance of 11,528. Horsemen are going over tonight. No retreat, but. no surrender. One rule, take no prisoners. One man, one way, one Stupid. desire. Oh, um, I can't Christ. help myself. Okay. Uh, I know, so, and I did not do the WWE champions because I was so pissed, and I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> I kept trying to go, and go, I got to go and find out who WWF champions so, were, and then something else appalling would happen, and I'd be like, well, what are we doing here? Like, and I would get mad, yeah. and then I would start writing my notes real hard on the pay-per-view, and I'd be like, okay, I got to yeah. go the WWE champions. There is some fun stuff yeah. here. We and, have uh, commentators are Tony Schiavati, Bami Heenan, and Mike Tanay. Our yep. interview and, is Gene Oakland. Referees are Randy Anderson and Mickey Henson. Mike I Hansen, right? I knew we were in. I was in for a lot of trouble when the opening shot of Tanay and Heenan and Tony Schiavone, and they were trying to explain the rules, the changes in war games, and they couldn't even explain it to themselves. Yeah. They yeah. didn't even understand the like, rules of the on? match that were going to be three hours later, and they couldn't sell it to you. And at that point, I was like, 
oh shit. It's like this <laughs> is <laughs> so Jess, did you look up the WWE? No, I didn't. No, I he's not going kept to. trying to do it and I was getting more and more upset because I was <laughs> watching the pay-per-view at the same time and like, yeah, this is no excuse, but I was that mad at the pay-per-view. I was really mad. And it, all joking aside, that at some point WCW decided it would be fun to not book pay-per-views like a pay-per-view to start booking it like a nitro. And that's exactly what this pay-per-view reminded me of. It was booked exactly like a shitty nitro. Whereas we talked about Fall Brawl 97 last year, it was booked like a pay-per-view. Like it was yeah. had the packages of all the feuds and they played it. And even their packages on this one made me want to punch a donkey because I could not like, well, their, all their video packages me, were just shit. Yeah. Like yeah. And it was the weird cuts and flashes. And yeah. like, I was like, ah, and the tank that did yeah. the, I was so yeah. mad. I was like, I, I need this to stop. Was, this it was, was like pure. It was pure laziness. It was the, pa yeah. the packages had no editing. They were just like 30, 45 second long clips strung together. So each promo package was like five minutes and didn't tell yeah. a story. It just showed everything from the buildup yeah. without any edits. This, uh, it was ridiculous. Th this this random says a quick version of it is full of terrible matches. Has multiple bait and switches. Builds up some of its matches on the show itself, but because it forgot to announce them ahead of time. Then Bates and switches some of those. It yeah. might lack the manic work shoot of a company falling wow. apart nature of the late area WCW shows, but the fact that it exists and the nexus between when we thought the product was good and we all accepted it, uh, it wasn't. It just just made that it, it wasn't. It made it that much worse. I'm like wow. Yeah, it does take it does take a while for something to fall. You know, it does take months because. They, they, the people that were watching WCW up to this point were still willing to give it a chance. You, it takes once you get a habit into your life, it takes a while to work it out. Whether it's you eat healthy and then you end up going back to shit food, you it takes a while for that to happen because you're fighting to eat healthy and you're fighting to try and then you fall off the wagon and then you fight again and it's just a whole thing. Same thing with viewing habits. Like they people knew it. If you just went when they sucked, people should stop watching this program at this point because it's like what the fuck, like. This, this this is just absolute trash. But people were like, no, it's WCW, it's NWO, it's Steam. And so people still wanted to believe in it. And wrestling was so can hot, I, people were putting up with more shit. Can I ask a crazy question here? I know we're kind of, I know we're trying to get into the first match, but I, I'm just noticing that this is a War Games situation, which means there's two rings, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, there's two rings. So um, why would you use the ring for most matches of the chapter on? Uh, Davey Boy asked that same question. Yeah, when he was okay. almost paralyzed? Okay, yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm what, just curious! What I'm And what Dave Butterfield is referring to for the folks out there is there is a, we'll talk about it later, but there was a gimmicked ring because there was a secret entrance later on in the night, and so one of the rings was gimmicked for said trapdoor to happen for a certain someone, and in the well, the opening match, something happened on that trapdoor and a wrestler, because there was no give on that trapdoor, and uh, well, we have that injury here. happened. We have two rings with one probably doesn't have a fucking trapdoor on it. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, they always used to switch rings because it kind of to split it up, I think, for the fans that are like yeah. further away on the other ring. But for this one, they absolutely shouldn't because of the that trapdoor and it was a danger and it ended up being a danger. But before we even get to the opener, uh, you want to talk about upsetting people right off the bat. Before you even go to the, the bell of the first ring, Chris Jericho comes out and says that uh, it's going to be a title for title Unification match with Goldberg <laughs> tonight. Jericho is the television and, champion, and he sells it to the audience and attendance there who believe uh, that it's so, going to be yeah, Jericho. And I Goldberg. was going to say that's the opening segment. Jericho comes out and continues. He had been baiting Goldberg for a couple of weeks leading up to this. Now the legendary story, and I might fuck it up a little bit, but Jericho writes about it in his book. Uh, yes. He nobody watched him, 
So basically, he got over with the Jericho and the the ponytail that looked like a fountain of hair. And that's a know, really good a, statement. Nobody nobody kept an eye on Jericho. Yeah, because he said he nobody fucking pre-checked anything. So every week he came up and he started developing the Monday Night Jericho gimmick, and he had Ralphus come out in a belly shirt just and stuff do whatever like that. He wanted. So yeah, so he one week he just said uh, they're all hey your segments this long or whatever, and he's like all right, well I'm gonna make fun of Goldberg, and nobody stopped him because nobody cared. So once he started doing it, it pissed Goldberg off in the back, and and. Goldberg had people yeah. in his ear. Goldberg had people in his ear going, oh, no, dude, he's a cruiserweight. Don't, like, lower yourself to that, blah, blah, blah. But no one stopped Jericho. He continued to do it. So he would come out every week and challenge Goldberg, and then he would do the entrance where, like, the, somebody would knock on the door, and he would come out of his dressing room like Goldberg, and then he would get lost, like, four times on the way to the ring. Yeah, so great. good. And he did it here where he kept walking down and he walked out in the parking lot and he's like, damn it. And he returned around and walked back in <laughs> and he finally got out there and he had like the little things or whatever, barely any fireworks. And like, it was awesome. It was really funny. Like but they opened the pay-per-view up with this. So now you think Goldberg, who is the world champion, who was not on this card, um, like all of a sudden now you're thinking, oh shit, the crowd went crazy when he said it's going to be Jericho and I. And then they were like, we don't know that. We never got that information, blah, blah, blah. So that so they lead off with the thing, and you're like, okay. I was like semi intrigued because I remember this happening, but I was like, I, I don't remember what happened. I remember Goldberg finally got his revenge, and but it wasn't on this pay per view, obviously. And uh, Jericho wrote in his book that Hogan was also in Goldberg's ear saying, "Don't do it." So Jericho went to Hogan at one point in time, and he said, "Why would you not want him to get heat? It doesn't make any sense. I'm not even saying I want to have a competitive match with the guy. He could beat me in 20 seconds. I don't care." It's the exposure yes. and listen to the crowd. So yeah. the, Bischoff finally agreed to be like, fine, you're never going to have a match with him, but he'll spear you in the aisle way and he'll finally get his revenge on you or whatever. And then like, he's like, okay. So he did it. The crowd went nuts. And he said he went back and Hogan walked into his dressing room and said, I should have listened to you the whole time. You were right. And Jericho's like, see, Hulk Hogan and I are best friends. And in his book, he would just, after every time yeah. he talked about Hogan, best friends. see, Hulk Hogan and I are best friends. Like, and he said, so even Hogan after a while was like, yeah, no, he was right. Like Jericho, should, you should have listened to him. And so there was just people in, in Goldberg's ear here. Goldberg didn't know any better. He was green as shit to the business, especially the politics. And people were like, dude, no. Like, they, he didn't know what heat was. He didn't know what psychology was, Goldberg. He just knew he was massively popular, and he speared people and killed them in 20 seconds, and everybody should fall to that. And so Jericho is this cruiserweight trying to make a name for himself, and no one's watching him. He's like a pit bull without a leash. And, like, so he it's got fantastic. to get out there, and he got to open the pay-per-view and continue this thing on. And uh, so I it wouldn't was even funny. call him a pit bull. He's like an ankle biter at this point. Yeah, it was funny. It was, was funny perfect. for what it was, but you never ended up getting the payoff. I know we're going to get to it later, but Goldberg wasn't even there. Like, it just doesn't yeah. make any sense. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So we can go to the first match then. Uh, right. The opening tag team contest is Alex Wright and Disco Inferno against the British Bulldog and Jim the Anvil Nightheart. 11 painful minutes and three seconds. I put not even good for a Nitro match. Man, it was really hard to watch the Bulldog here. He was not healthy. Uh, I'll let you guys talk about the infamous. Yes. This is the infamous match with the trapdoor. I forgot to mention that these are the Dancing Fools, Alex, right? Yes, they are the Dancing Fools. I I couldn't tell who the heels or faces were in this. Uh, Neither could I. A thousand percent. I know. So because of this infamous injury that Davey Boy uh, took here in this match, uh, he barely got Disco up for his power slam at the end of the match, and it was hard to watch. Uh, This is the guy who power slammed a 300-pound warlord with no problem. This is a guy who had power slammed uh, Vader, no problem. Uh, and yeah. then he goes to lift up Disco Inferno, who's like 215 pounds. And he could he struggled to get him up, and he had to try twice. And then Disco had to grab the ropes and help him. Uh, it was really sad to watch him here. I gave it a D. With that, that was a tag, wasn't it? 
trying to muscle him up. And Look he at did. Go fight it. Fight the stampede, but he cannot. One, two, three. Well, you got to get this guy a lot of credit here with the power and the muscle of this man, Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog. He tried to power him up on his shoulders, and I'm telling you, Disco fought it. I should have given it an F, but I was sad. I was really legit. You're, you're sympathetic to the plight of yeah. Davey Boy. So I gave it a D. Yeah. And, and uh, Davey yeah. did get the power slam and he got the pin on Disco. And Davey and, yeah. and Jim DeHart won. I'm, uh, I'll, I'll give it a D plus just for the effort after, you know, you pretty much tore your back to pieces. And you made a comeback afterwards, by the way, which, you know, we don't really yeah. talk about much. But yeah, I'll give it a D plus. But yeah, it's too long. And, you know, I think, I think uh, Craig made this. Uh, this comment before we started, Davies Davies beat up before he even walks into this match. Yeah, he's, he was not in good. He's shape in a bad way. He's no. in a bad way. He doesn't look good. He definitely is. Uh, I think Craig said purple. It's <laughs> the term. It's just um, like when the steroids stop working and the body's just like kind of it's just blotchy and purple and it's just in bad shape. And, uh, and basically, you're you're just kind of a a bloaty mess. Um, and that's hard to say because I think we all love Davies. Yeah. You can tell he's in you can tell he's in a bad way. And to put him in there with these young guys that honestly can do great work and and then and Jim Neidhart, I hate to say it, like Jess made the joke like Jim looked better than Davey, which should never happen. Jim can't work past a suplex and a and a backdrop. I mean, I'm just I'm just being real about it. He comes in there <laughs> and then he does a backdrop and then it's over. And then he gets beat up and Bret Hart, you know, takes care of business. That's that was the that was the tenure game. I don't know what we're doing here. I really, I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know why you're putting these great young talents. Alex Wright and Disco should have been up against um, a Jericho and someone of, of talent of that nature to to really tear the house down in an opener. If we want to be, you know, fantasy bookers, and yeah, I, I give it a D plus because I got a soft spot for Davey. Yeah, I, I give it a D minus. I think just because oh, there, there was mean. there was some. Um, some good spots in it, but it was clunky. It was old school. They didn't gel. There was no chemistry. You, I mean, I, I kind of just, I think Davey and Jim Neidhart should have been able to carry these guys into something, um, even uh, just on muscle memory. But like, uh, no, it, it wasn't, it was not good. Shouldn't have opened with this whatsoever. There was nothing to Jess's point who are the heels, who are the faces. It was ridiculous. And, and then to boot, the story is uh, Davey Boy gets backdropped on the trap door. Yes. Um, Hurts his spine, uh, which puts him in hospital for about six months. He gets fired by FAC, by FedEx, by WCW, and he has another run. But within four years, Davey has passed away. So uh, 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 to Jess's point, this is extremely sad. Um, Somebody wrote, it's like bumping on the floor at a Walmart. uh, Was there a segment? I I think after that, there was a Steiner interview. Uh, Although this was the J.J. Dillon buff bagel and Scott Steiner where Scott tries to get out of. Scott Steiner had been, the storyline was he had turned earlier in the year in February at Super Brawl against his brother and joined the NWO, but they blooded all the way here to September. Um, WCW. Um, and so Scott is trying as hard as he can. He had a bandaid on his bicep saying he had a bicep injury, which is kind of funny actually. Um, yeah. I, because I just wanted to fucking blood feud with the Steiner brothers, man, but they actually never really wanted to face each other to their credit in the back. And they did it begrudgingly. Um, they've always respected each other and they knew what each other could do and they never wanted to face each other. There was, Promoters have tried for years to split the signers up, and they're like, nope, like not going to do it. And then they finally did it here at the beginning of 1998 at uh, Super Brawl, and Scott joined the NWO and dyed his hair blonde and changed his whole look and or whatever. Yeah. So um, 
So yeah, then we go to the payoff of the opening segment. Uh, Chris Jericho, and by the way, sorry, J.J. Dillon pretty much said, if you don't fight your brother, you are going to be suspended or something like that. And fined. I don't know what they do back here. Blah, blah, um, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so, uh, so the next match is, if you can call it a match, um, is Chris Jericho against Minnie Goldberg. And I don't mean little person Goldberg. It's a smaller person, but I don't know if he was legally a little person. No. He was like in the odd thing where he was. He's a regular short. guy. He's a regular he was. guy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so Goldberg was supposed to come out and the music played and then a smaller version of Goldberg came out. The match was, if you call it a match, one minute, 15 seconds. Jericho even let him get some offense in. He let him get speared, which is funny. Um, uh, I put such good shit. If it was a Nitro, not a pay-per-view, you know, this would have been super hilarious on a Nitro skit. Uh, but a pay-per-view, fuck this shit. And a pay-per-view where Goldberg didn't even come out and get his comeuppance, fuck this shit. Uh, I love Jericho here. I love Monday Night Jericho, this version of him. Jericho wins, obviously. I didn't give it a grade because it wasn't technically a match. Uh, it was a fun segment, but it didn't belong on a goddamn pay-per-view. The payoff belongs on the pay-per-view. Go ahead. <laughs> Imposter. A lion tamer. And the lion tamer, he taps out of me. Now Jericho is going to claim that he's the world champion now. Uh, he's going he's to claim he has got the winning streak, I bet you. Yeah. No, I, I, give it a, I, give it a, I give it a D. Jericho's funny and... The whole kicking over the pyro when it doesn't work, the entire yeah, yeah, I'm the title that, entrance. Uh, I'm watching it's, the replay on that. It is good. But then the crowd's pissed. The crowd expected Goldberg. People at home yeah. we spent twenty five ninety five. I don't know, I forget what they were at that time. Uh, I know thirty yes, bucks. You, I think you're right. Thirty thirty four. So it's like I mean, maybe we I, I can't and I can't I, I try to put ourselves in our position back then. Did we know that there was no way in hell that Goldberg was coming out? Or we kinda of I think we probably did get excited that maybe it was happening. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't WCW remember. Was but you also, you know. yeah. in your mind as a fan, you're like, it's the second match. There's no way Goldberg is coming out right Yeah, now. but yeah. at least they did it early so people weren't pissed later on in the card, but still. Just that, uh, we, it weird. Too bad but, you had nothing to make up for it. I'm sorry. Oh, what? Yeah. No. Oh, it's just crazy. But yeah, yes. so next, uh, the next match is uh, Norman Smiley against the cat, Ernest Miller. What uh, are we doing? Five minutes and four seconds. So apparently this is an episode of Thunder now. Uh, because that's what quality match this is. Uh, as far as far as their opponents, I'm not shitting on any of their athletic ability, but as far well, as they're like not, the, they're, they're, there's there's no build behind. Yeah, it. why is work. a thunder a, a, a Thursday night thunder match on this pay per view? There was an interview to set up this match. There was an interview before this with Mike Tenay for WCW International uh, interviewing the Armstrongs outside the arena. And then, like Ernest the Cat Miller is like, "What about me?" Or like, whatever. Like the Armstrong. He was funny. Brother. I, I've he always was very funny. Yeah. Uh, and this was being, Norman Smiley. Smiley was, he wasn't Big Wiggle Norman Smiley yet. Here, no, he either. wasn't Big Wiggle yet. No. So you couldn't even see his face. Like Norman Smiley's on a satin jacket. Like uh, tries to stop it. And so the match starts from there, and that's what the big build up for this kind of match was. Was Ernest the Cat Miller was trying to kind of get TV time interrupting everybody. Yeah. Episode so. Two. And that led to this. So he he was he was like 1998's Kanye. I'm gonna yeah. let you finish, but so. yeah, uh, Miller does get the pin. It it seemed like a lot longer <laughs> than five minutes. Uh, and I get I gave it a C because they weren't like they surprisingly were trying to work really hard with each other and like. But it's just you should have been on a thunder. You shouldn't have been on the pay per view. It's not their fault. They're not going to say no to a pay per view payoff. No, no thanks. We're not ready. It's like oh, we're gonna get that much more money for doing a pay per view. Yeah, we'll be there. 
So now the next night match goes into oh so many mixed emotions. Let me compose myself for a minute on this one. Oh fucker. Um just, just fart it out. Be- Scott Steiner versus Frick Steiner. Five minutes and thirty seconds, you say? Um I said, Aww. seriously, this has got to be an episode of Nitro, right? It has to be. Like I thought I was watching Fall Brawl, but I actually need to turn on Nitro is what I thought. Um I was actually into their brawling because they started getting really snug with each other. And I was like, here we go. And it just started getting good until they totally killed the crowd with that stupid fucking buff angle where they mocked his real life neck injury. So for those people who don't know, months before on Thunder, he really got a stinger in the middle of the ring and people thought he was going to die. He took a bulldog wrong from Rick and he was literally like, you could go back on the network. They left it in there. He had to get taken out in the stretcher. Buff Bagel was paralyzed for a while. And then he finally started getting feeling back or whatever. Like it was a serious fucking injury. So why not? Why not mock all the people, including Stone Cold, who that a year earlier that happened to live on pay per view? Why not mock who all the people that have gotten spinal injuries? So they stopped the action. They had people come out. Scott Steiner broke character. Rick came over, broke character. You know, Bagwell's laying there going, "My neck, my I can't move, I can't move." They fucking laying on the apron. Totally ruins the match. They take him to that. They waste our time for about 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Taking him out to the back. And it wasn't real. Load him into an ambulance. Scott and Rick are standing next to each other. And yeah. like they're looking at him. He goes in the ambulance. Scott says, I'm going to go in the ambulance with them. You stay here. I'm going to go. He gets in back. Rick turns around. Oh, the joke's on us. Both Buff and Scott pop out of the ambulance and attack Rick. Wee! That was the okay. fucking payoff. That was what they did. It was so dumb. The match was no contest. It's a goddamn fucking F. And I'm getting so heated right now. I'm legitimately getting mad. I was mad when I watched it. I was like, why the fuck would you do this to me, personally, and yeah. to the Steiner brothers, who will, will give you a good match? All right, stop. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we wondered about how low that would go. We found out how low this This is not even This not even They should be thrown out directly for life right now. Match. They never got the payoff. They never got yeah. it. This is a fucking Nitro angle. It's a dumb angle. Anyway, it shouldn't even be done on Nitro, for the record. But it's a dumb angle. It's meant for Nitro. This is not pay-per-view quality shit that we're getting here. Not from Rick and Scott. This is trash. Go ahead, Craig. Fuck. Well, Fuck. I, I don't know. Craig, what else do you have to ah! I mean, seriously. No, the only thing, the, the best part of this match is when Buff comes out of the ambulance and they attack Rick Steiner. And the, the, there's no payoff, even this is the minimal payoff. They, like, kicked Steiner twice and pushed him in the door, and then they're immediately separated. And then yeah. Bag, Bagwell just says to the camera, I was bullshitting. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and it's not, I mean, They might have been able to save it if, if uh, uh, J.J. Dillon they, came out and said, no, you're going to fucking fight later again in the car, you assholes. Like, but nothing yeah. happened after that. They just... J.J. Dillon said you're going to be suspended and die if you don't wrestle him. This he wrestled is... him for five minutes. They fooled everybody. And then J.J.'s like, well, they got me on that one. They Like, so fucking stupid. Like, so yeah. stupid. So the next match is for the Cruiserweight Championship. The champion, Juventud Guerrera, uh, took on Silver King. Eight minutes, 36 seconds. Seriously, we are watching Nitro. 
Uh, nothing against these guys, but this is a Nitro match. This isn't belonging to a fucking pay-per-view. Silver there's King no is not belonging here. to a Yeah, there's no storyline. Uh, okay match. Uh, Hoovy gets the pin. It was meant to put him over. It was fine. It really was a decent match, actually. But it was a Nitro-quality match. I was nice and gave it a B-minus because they are good wrestlers. That just, All right. Yeah, now. You're, you're going to scream at me. Um, so a, I'm, I'm I'm fully prepared for you to scream at me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because I'm comparing it to the garbage that was before and comparing it to like just the card in general uh, on a there's, there's actually logic in that um, this was people are going to say was it this one or the next one after this was the best match of the night I I was watch, watching this back I really enjoyed it uh, I gave it an A and I loved that little there was an inverted Frankenstein at the very end which is fucking awesome yes, it's yeah. they did good shit like they were really yeah. good I was my be He's been able to win with the Hoobie driver alone, but now he's going to try to follow that up maybe with a 50 here. Here it comes! One, two, he remains the champ! Amigos, the winner is Juventude Correa. And the fans appreciate Juventude and these efforts here, but I, I'm sure they appreciate Silver King and the effort in the game. My B minus is because I was angry and yeah, and I, yeah, and that's completely fine. Once you're poisoned on this whole thing, you can get like that, and I've been like that on pay per views. And it's like, honestly, this would have been a great Nitro match. They just still yeah. like with the, they were trying to really push Hoovy, which is great. You can't rely on Ray all the time and or, or Dean or anybody like that. So I understand. Um, but Silver King, come on, man, fuck. Like, no offense against yeah. Silver King. I'm sure he's a fine yeah. gentleman and he's a good wrestler. But uh, just, Silver but King no build. Who is he? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, so the next match is Dean Malenko versus Kurt Henning. 14 minutes and 4 seconds. Why was oh, Kurt wearing shorts? Sorry, I, I missed the match. I did not mean to say Kurt, earlier Kurt that it was, was this one. Kurt was not wearing his Kurt was wearing shorts, like basketball shorts. That said I'm telling you, he's not, he's not happy with his body here. Yeah. Uh, Rude I'm not happy with Kurt here. Yeah. Oh. Rude needed to eat a sandwich and, or get a smaller dress shirt because he looks skinny as fuck, Rick Rude did. Like, I was like, whoa, and he always wears baggy clothes. He looked like, like me at my junior high prom when we were back in the '90s when it was like that very Aww. skinny, like uh, yeah, like big, and you had like bulky like, shirts, yeah. But Rick Rude shit, like he he looked like he had a problem, right? Yeah, Rick, he, he was, was super skinny. Yeah. Um. Uh. Why did this match have to end in a DQ? It makes no sense. Um. Henning could have easily won due to Rude's interference, and Malenko getting pinned by Henning would not have hurt him at all. It still would have advanced the storyline because Anderson was still pushing for Dean and blah blah blah. Um. I gave it a C minus because it could have been so much better. Um, Kurt Henning just didn't look himself here, and Dean didn't really know what to do with him. You have two amazing wrestlers on paper. Um, this should have stole the show. Oh, my God. Um, this should have stole the show, but they never, never, <laughs> never tried to even put them in it. 14 minutes is too long because the card was just fucking like, um, wearing down on me. Um, he wants to end it. Can he pick him up, though, the question? The answer is no. He couldn't get anybody close. You need two legs for that. Um, I see minus. This guy's hot. So Malik loves the match and apparently completely forgot how to wrestle with any. He starts working on Henny's leg and then continues working the leg. Then he works on it for like seven more minutes. It's true. Malenko is one of the best technicians in wrestling history, but part of his brain was convinced that the wrestling match everyone wanted to see was him lying on the ground 
grinding a dude's limb for a quarter of an hour. But in his defense, though, Henning could have been calling those spots. Henning may have been injured. And I like, think so. You know, like, it, I'm not sure, sure enough, Rick Rude jumps in and causes a DQ. They beat down Stinko Malenko until Arn Anderson makes the save. And then they beat him down. And you're like, yeah, here comes Rick Flair. The crowd is loudly chanting, we want Flair. Instead of Flair, we do a tight close-up on Anderson's nerve damage hands so you can see how helpless uh, and humiliated I don't, he is. And then the I don't ends, think he'd come back on. yet. This was when Flair was out and being legitly sued, and he was suing Bischoff, and Bischoff was suing him. Fair. but yeah. I, I think, out. I can't remember. I have to look it up. I could be wrong. This that is, sounds I, right, though. I think but, this was before the Nitro where Flair came back and cried and had that amazing moment. It, and, it uh, was, like, but there are rumors that they were coming to an agreement. Said, I don't okay, care. You okay, fire okay. me. And okay. because it was North Carolina and because everyone – there was We Want Flair chants in the beginning kind of here yeah. and posters, and everyone thought it's Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Arn Anderson comes out to make the save after the match. After <laughs> they attack just, him. This guy, this and then they both you, just get laid out you, for no yeah. reason, and that's the end of it. And the entire match was awful. Of it was purely just fifty minutes of working he on the knee. Can't. Ten, what did you let the horseman look good for even a second? What did, no, he can't. No, he can't. And no. Bischoff tries to defend it to this day, and it makes me upset. I'm like, you shit on them on purpose. Just admit it. You need to stop. Just I give it. I give it a D. It was terrible. Both these guys should have been yeah, able to I'm tear it apart. Oh, so the next match. This is, you're gonna love this. Uh, <laughs> Scott Hall versus well, Conan. I, I, I think uh, we missed. We, I think we missed one actually. I think we jumped uh, Saturn and Raven. I think. Oh my that god, was, we did. Yeah, that we was totally before. fucking did, and that's my fault. Yes, I, I was so ready to hate on this card. Yes. Uh, so okay, so no, let's go back because okay, so after the Hooventude match, Saturn versus Raven. Raven's rules: fourteen minutes and four seconds. I put sweet lord. This was not Nitro. This match was goddamn fantastic this is i nobody saw this coming i remember during the day people going did you see ravens and saturn's match i don't think i got this pay-per-view surprise and uh, i was like what and i went back and watched it and this match is so underrated underappreciated it's fucking ridiculous how good this match was um and the storyline was good people pop for saturn they loved saturn like and uh, he's so underrated and so underappreciated um, WCW never really knew how to book the Raven character, but man, these two guys knew what they were doing with each other because of their ECW days. Uh, Saturn got the pin and the crowd exploded. The last five minutes was gold. I gave it an A plus. This shit was stellar. Like it was just amazing to watch and it just showed them what they had. So let's keep pushing the NWO for another year. Why not? Like, fuck man. You had these guys that like, Saturn was so organically over. It was crazy. People just wanted to love the guy, and they just yeah. couldn't do it. They could not do it. A plus. So I can't believe I skipped this match. It's the only thing. I don't even know if it saved the pay-per-view, but like it's the only thing that I tell people, go back and watch. This match was just stellar. Just great shit. Yeah. So good. Uh, this had the longest promo package ever, but it actually helped tell the story for me because I'd forgotten kind of the story. Uh indentured servitude if saturn lost he'd have to be raven's like slave forever yeah. uh the kind of the breakup of the flock and saving each other and breaking fingers some really good, cool stuff in here um i gave it an a minus i thought it was a little it, it was fantastic it went on just a smidge too long and a little bit overbooked but you could tell they were trying to give it everything they had from like raven kind of flying neck first into like the railing a table spot bunch of death valley drivers and kickouts like involving the whole flock and 
Um, when that when that canyon hold spot on the chair like is pulled off right, it's so good, man. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just so good still to this day. And canyon is so fucking talented. Yes, Whoa. and it might have been the next night on Nitro or shortly after. There's also another great promo. I want to say it might have been the next night on Nitro. Yeah. Uh, where Saturn confronts Billy Kidman in the ring, and it's like a genuine, like, it would be like someone motivating a friend in the back. And he looked, and I'll never forget it. It was so <clears throat> earnest. It's why people like Saturn. He just, like, he was awkward, and he wasn't looking Billy in the eye, and he was looking down, and he kept patting him on the shoulder. And he's like, you know what? And and you're really talented. You don't need this stuff anymore, and you don't need this gimmick. And and I want you to go out, and I want you to win the Cruiserweight title. And I want you to, I want you to realize your dream. And the crowd was like standing like for him and clapping during this promo. Yeah. And then Billy Kidman actually won the Cruiserweight title later that night. And the place went insane. And it's so like, I'm getting goosebumps because like when a wrestler knows his craft and like you connect with the crowd, there's nothing better because you just start believing in them. And it doesn't matter how silly Dave made good points from this reviewer about how dumb the rules were. If you think about it, sure. But Saturn was so organic and people liked him. Like yeah. this, he was a badass okay. in ECW. Now, now I'm going to make you upset with this writer because he says, anyway, Saturn wins and we say goodbye to the flock. The flock died. So Tori Wilson's boyfriend, Billy Kidman, NWO member, Horace Hogan, Lenny and Lodi, and a radical Perry Satter being obsessed with a mob could live. I mean, two, <laughs> yeah. different, two different companies. That's true. I mean, it, it, yeah, he, he just goes way. And Saturn had a lot of demons and, you know, maybe wasn't at the right, right mindset. But here, sure. he was hitting a stride. The guy was so talented. And so many people have said that, like, without if, with, if he didn't have demons, he'd be the greatest coach. He'd be, like, the greatest, like, in-ring performer. Like, he, Saturn was so good. All right. So yeah, let's this get into is it. It's wonderful. Here so we go. now we're going to go this to the is, match that I just jumped ahead to. Uh, Scott Hall versus Conan. 12 minutes and three seconds. Like, why? My God. This was part of the incredibly untasteful angle where they exploited Scott Hall's real life because he was really going through substance abuse issues in life. So they put, so he would come down to the ring drunk here and they decided to make it a real life angle because, you know, he was really suffering through that, which is super intelligent to do. So Conan almost lost from a drunk Scott Hall because Scott Hall would get the advantage on him and stuff. So Conan uh, is not good enough to completely dominate a drunk Scott Hall who is going out of his way to stammer around between moves. He'd go take a drink and Vince would be like, are you okay, man? Are you okay? Like if Vincent came down because they were part of the NWL, yeah. uh, black and white. And uh, the match was so fucking bad because I, I'm sorry, man. I hate Conan. Like, I'm sure as a person, he's a good person, and a lot of people say that he's cool and all that, but I hated his wrestling style. <laughs> I thought he was lazy as all shit, even though he was super over in the wolf pack and his, like everybody chanted it. He was, it, there's no question that Conan was over, but this match was just terrible. Um, did they, did they the the they line of the night was Mike Tanay. The or? line of the night was Mike Tanay when Conan put the Tequila Sunrise on Scott Hall and Scott Hall tapped and submitted. Mike Tanay's line was, is he tapping out or is he just ordering another round? I hate to say it, but I smell a tequila sun. And you see one now. He tapped out. 
Is he tapping out or ordering another round? He's tapped out. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, hilarious. WCW 1998. Like it's, I gave it, I gave it a C minus, and I'm looking at that grade, going, why did I not give it an F? But I'll go with the C minus. You were, you were sympathetic to yeah. play. It was, I'll bad, go it was bad. I'll go ahead and give that F for you. Yeah, take I, the lead I, for me on that one because <laughs> I don't know why. We've been crossing signals on our grades to, uh, tonight. <laughs> but uh, I texted the group. I was like, I gave it an F when I on Conan's entrance. So let's get, let's just get this shit over with. So the main event was the War Games cage match, and they changed yeah. the rules. Normally Hell it's just yeah. two teams of five, and they draw. They uh, go out and they do a coin flip, and then whoever yeah. wins the coin flip gets the advantage. So a heel and a face always start, and then whoever wins the coin flip gets the advantage. Uh, and it's a two minute yeah. thing. So they'll start. You know, two men start, and then every two minutes, each other opposite member of the team come in. That's normally the rules, and yeah. then you can't win the match. Until, Until after all people are in the ring, and then you submit or surrender, which is the same fucking. Then thing the match beyond begins. War games yeah. and match beyond begins. Then. So, and you have to win by submission after all teammates have entered. So they changed it here to where you can win by pinfall, which completely defeats the point of teams here. And there's three teams to face. Yeah. You have the Warrior, Diamond Dallas Page, and Rowdy Roddy Piper, WCW side, against Hulk Hogan, Bret the Hitman Hart, and <laughs> Stevie Ray. Um, NWO Black and White versus Sting, Luger, and Nash, NWO Black and Red, Wolfpack, yeah. um, in a War Games match. The winner is the number one contender to Goldberg's WCW Heavyweight Championship and gets to take him on at the okay. next paper. Yeah. Yeah. Just, 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 yeah, just in case you weren't clear that they were completely shitting on the entire T format of the entire, the reason yeah. why the match was created and the reason why it was to end feuds between teams. Uh, and just to make it perfectly clear that that's all out the window, and it's literally every man for himself and the stupidest idea ever. The winner yeah. of this would fight Goldberg at Halloween Havoc. So basically, so, it was a so mini. So what's the point a, of the whole fucking thing? Yeah. So basically, wow. it was a mini. It was a mini Royal Rumble, but you couldn't eliminate someone by throwing them off the top rope. It was a mini Royal Rumble in the cage that you could only win by pinfall, which made no sense because. It was well, first of all it went twenty well, goddamn. Half of those guys don't know how to pull off a decent submission in there, so that's the point. yeah. It, 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 first of all, it I, was, I can see it again. Hogan's like that doesn't work for me, brother. It was twenty. Yeah. It was twenty excruciating minutes. Uh, this minutes. I put this match was such a clusterfuck pile of shit. I can't even describe <laughs> what the rules were supposed to be, so I'm not even going to try. Why the fuck? That's is, what you wrote. Yes, and I put why the fuck is <laughs> you took the time to write it down. I yes, love and I also put why the fuck is Stevie Ray in the main event ever, ever, ever in anyone's life ever. Um, yeah. To start the match off with DDP and Bret Hart, only have it break down into the shit that we saw as unacceptable. Um, and DDP and Bret were going for pins from the beginning. So if one of them got a pinfall, they would, would win over. the match and nobody else would come out and it would just be over. And I don't, it doesn't make any sense like, why that would be a thing. Yeah. So if DDP or Bret would have pinned each other in the first two minutes when they were both in there, then the, yeah. it would have been over. And like, there was no reason. Like, so why even have it? And then Stevie Ray so comes in after fun. that, and then they all try to get pinfalls on him. And I'm like, why in the fuck are you going for pinfalls? Why does it matter? So you're saying that you'd be okay with not everybody emptying the locker room and all the teams? So it defeats the team role concept because the Warrior could pin Piper. Sting could pin Luger to win the match. So why are you having... Why are there teams? So why, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't Hogan pin one of his own guys and have finger poke him again? Right. Or why would Hogan, there why would Hogan lock the rest of his team in and then leave for no reason? Oh, wait, he did that. Yeah. Hogan, yeah, yeah I did oh, that. So oh, when no. the Warrior finally gets out there, the fuck, like, fuck! Like, so Warrior gets out there. <laughs> 
and they put they put uh, uh, fog in there. Yeah. Well, uh, before, even and, before that, it's Hogan and the Warrior. The last two in, right? Hogan comes in yeah. and a minute and twenty early, and that's Hogan never explained why he comes in early. So I missed this because I was probably um, uh, trying to poke my eyes out with a spoon. So uh, what? Tell me what happened. So before the warrior came out, everybody was just laying down and sleeping. All of them were. All of them. And and I don't know why. I don't know what they could have brought in there that knocked them all unconscious. I I literally missed it. Stevie Ray's stupid slapjack that Hogan had. I was just going to say the slapjack. Fuck. (laughs) Hogan came out. Yeah, and and a minute and twenty too early before his time. No one did anything about it. Warrior doesn't come. Warrior doesn't come out early to save everybody after Hogan hits Stevie Ray's slapjack and knocks everyone out unconscious, and then leg drops Kevin Nash twice and could have pinned Kevin Nash yeah. and wait for point. the pin. Then the fog comes in. Then the fog dissipates, and you see who you thought was the Warrior with the Warrior robe on, pounding his chest. Hogan hits him from behind, starts beating him down. More fog goes in the ring because the cage you see already is shitty visuals. So you have to like, you can't, if they're shooting from outside the cage, you can barely understand what's going on. I can only imagine what the crowd saw um, through like a chain link fence. You couldn't see shit. So then they make it worse by flooding fog in to the warrior. This is where the trap door came in. Hogan's beating down the, we'll learn later. It was a fake warrior. More fog comes in, it dissipates again, and it's gone. So that's when they use the trap door. So they almost killed the British Bulldog because of just this stunt. Then the real warrior comes running down the aisle from the locker room, gets in there. The crowd actually goes crazy for him. He starts punching everybody, clotheslining everybody, doing the whole thing. And, and then Hogan leaves, locks the cage to lock everybody else in there, which now he just pretty much said, fuck, I don't care if I'm number one contender or not. The warrior yeah. said, I feel the same way. Kicks the cage open, climbs out through the cage, and chases Hogan out. Okay, like fine. It's 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 furthering their feud. I was actually tolerant of that. But the clusterfuck that the whole card was before, the clusterfuck that you could just go for pins at random and it doesn't matter whose team you're on, made me upset all up until this point. So Hogan and Warrior leave, which is probably the best for everybody at this point. Like that is actually the best thing to happen in the match. And then after that. DDP gets a pin. He diamond cutters. Uh, Steve, well, and, and also, I'm so fucking mad right now. I'm sorry, Craig. Um, I'm taking up your time. <laughs> Fuck. Then I, I then I noticed after this all that happened. over anyway. I understand that everybody was laying and playing dead because the slapjack is the most violent instrument in the history of professional wrestling. It knocked true. everybody out. Oh. So I understand why they oh. were doing that while the fog happened and they did the whole warrior thing. But then when they go back and Warrior and Hogan left, they're all still. Nash is laying there stiff as a board. And I could only assume he was being a smart-ass fuck while doing it, because that's what Nash does. He was literally not moving, trying to make sure he couldn't. He was laying like he was a vampire in a coffin. And Fantastic. Sting and all them were, like, laying on top of each other, like the morning after a yeah. big orgy. And like, yeah. and so oh. it's like they had an all wrestling orgy, and they all just fell asleep on top of each other. Ew. And then DDP gets over uh, towards that. Diamond Cutter Stevie Ray... Sting tries to roll up Brett, who doesn't understand that he was going for a roll-up and falls awkwardly against the ropes. And then Diamond Ellis Page gets the pin on Stevie Ray as his number one contender. And the crowd mildly pops because everybody at that time goes, this is it. This is what you did with this shit. So DDP wins uh, the match. Obviously, I give this match an F minus. I I, I I don't know why I'm grading it. I I don't Um, know. We don't don't talk about it anymore. Is the the whole pay-per-view just a failure? Yeah. Do we want to win this thing? Slapjack, he nailed somebody with it. Hey, the diamond cutter on TV, right? It sure is, it sure is if you want it. 
Diamond Dallas! Diamond Dallas wins! Yeah. Yes. It's like this match to me was like an like somebody coming in my home. They knock on the door and I'm like, hey, I don't want you to come in here. And they're like, I'm coming in. And I'm like, no, seriously, don't come in. And then they come in. And then they're standing yeah. in my living room and I'm like, I don't want you here. And they're like, I'm here though. I'm going to stay. I'm going to hang out with you. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't want you here. And that goes on for about 30 minutes. That's what this match was to me in my life. I am so it came, sorry. It came on my TV and I was like, I need you to go away. It's like, mm, but I got things to do. And I'm like, no, don't do those things. Yeah. The warrior's got to come out of me and do the trap door and the fog stuff. And I'm like, no, I don't want you to do that. Don't do any of it. And then it just kept doing it. It kept showing me stuff that I didn't want to see. Like, like here, look at this. I'm like, no, I don't, I hate that. And oh, look, yeah. well, the warrior's going to kick it out of the cage now. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't like any of this. Oh, DDP's going to win. I'm like, no, it doesn't make any sense because Brett looked like he fucking tripped by accident and Sting, everybody looks like they were think, having sex. And like, I don't like it. I don't like any of this. Like, it was you all had Brett, bad. you had Hogan, you had Warrior, you had DDP all working to get Sting and all that. Yeah. And this is, this is, and there was no, like, there was no interesting spots. There was no storylines. There was no u- interesting use no, of the cage. there was storyline. They sacrificed the whole match for Hogan and Warrior. Like, that's it what was, they did. It's just absolute. That's Hogan going. I got is, some creative is, control here, brother. That's what it was. It was just absolute garbage for me. It, it was so much so I was wanting that tank to like turn around and then just blow me in the stomach, just like take a, a shot of like. <laughs> Can we just? End it was it? just it was worse than it F. was worse than Fall Brawl 1997's match, which I, was, which I, was I, a cluster. I, um, I hate I hate to use Jess's lines from his bad matches reviews, but we use it. But you guys watch his pay per view, so you all don't have to. Yeah, Just this was so fucking brutal. The only match that's worth watching is Raven against Saturn. Uh, for audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. On social media, give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019. Uh, catch us on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. Last words. I feel like some uh, Yeah, and I'm sorry. Uh, I apologize to everybody, including you two on this podcast. That Rowdy Piper was in the main event, and I did not make one Rowdy Piper uh, impression. <laughs> and I'm right. mad at it because, but all he did was sleep. He literally Aww. just slept. He got out there and he was all, come on, man. And he, he punched everybody and he did that. And then after his, like, you know, because when anybody enters a Royal Rumble or a, a War Games, you, they get like their 30 seconds of, you know, yeah. dominance or whatever. And he did do that. And then people did cheer a little bit sometimes. And then after that, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay down on her bat. After he got the slapjack, yeah. he literally, yeah. I'm not kidding you. Nash and Piper, at least Sting moved a little bit. Luger did. Luger, Nash, and Piper, after the slapjacks, literally, I'm not fucking kidding you, they did yeah. not move. They laid, yeah, that really, that really they feels laid like in the same position a, for at least They got together minutes. in a plank board protest yeah, and said, well, I'm going to get paid to not move for like 20 minutes. So I did not do a Piper impression because he didn't deserve it, God damn it. You didn't earn it, Piper. Fault. It may not even be his fault. This pay-per-view doesn't deserve it. Yeah, Aww. it doesn't. All right, guys. So that's this is Dave, Jesse, and Craig with the OWP signing off. I'm sorry. Sorry, I mean, you should be sorry. Have a good one. <laughs>